It is about that time for Ready, Set, Real Estate, another powerful, powerful segment as we continue our commercial real estate series. I trust you are really enjoying the bite-sized real estate contents that you have been getting from the guests that we've had so far. We will continue this throughout the month of January. So we will have a real estate developer, realtor, uh, colleague Steve Richardson will be joining us next week and we're going to dive in into development which is really fun um, we've talked about multifamily we're going to be talking about commercial lending today I had an aha moment uh, not today but <laughs> prior to today I had an aha moment about covering the commercial real estate segment so I wanted to make sure that we took what we're doing and broke that down. Let me first say this show supports our radio, excuse me, this show supports our nonprofit Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation, where we teach, seek, and, and empower the youth community ages 11 to 17 with real estate literacy. That's terms, concepts, and careers as an alternate pathway to success. Learn more at realestate100youth.org and see how you can support. Uh, some exciting developments have transpired as well. I'm going to share that in a bit as we continue in this segment. Shout out to our radio podcast listeners who are growing our channel and doing amazing, amazing things. Shout out to you, really, who are saying yes. The fact that our show is growing, you are saying yes. You are saying yes, this is needed. Yes, this is important. And yes, you value it. So I am grateful to you for supporting. Welcome. Uh, welcome. By the way, shout out to Henry West Coast Brown for the new track. Uh, you know, I, I, I support our local artists, producers, our entertainers our business owners, those striving and thriving. And so since I have a platform and I need a track to run run on the show, this is the new one for the show so far. So I'm, I'm really feeling this one. Let me know what you think. Let me know how this makes you feel. Because uh, this one is, um, this is a favorite of mine so far. <laughs> this is a favorite of mine. We are on season two, episode 20. So today we're going to be talking about commercial real estate and zoning use. Uh, very, very important because like I said, we jumped into the commercial real estate series and I just, again, don't ever want to assume that you know what commercial real estate is. That's not where I come from. I don't come from that land of, land of assumptions. <laughs> I certainly don't come from land of assumptions, nor do I want you to come from that place either. Because uh, this is about learning, sharing, and growing. And in my my research, really kind of a review, because I'm I'm familiar with commercial just from uh, my studies, my limited experience with commercial. Um, now my training in commercial, my training in development. So I'm I'm more um, I'm more involved in it. I'm more involved in. It. I'm more involved with more people, and so it's been broadening my horizons. And so as I as I always say, as I learn, I share. Right. Um, each one teach one and if you are online shout out say hi say hello 
This is a special segment where we do on the Facebook Live as a Q&A. So you come on. If you have comments, questions of anything that we've covered so far, this is that opportunity for you to chime in and share and let me know your thoughts. How's it going? Um, how's this resonating with you for us so far? Is it resonating with you? Because I am definitely getting tons of uh, phone calls from everywhere. So thank you all for really um, uh, feeling and trusting me with your questions on land development, with entrusting me with generations, because I have spoken with families that own acres of land across the United States. And I'm talking about land that's been in the family for generations that has been undeveloped. So shout out to Nadia. Did I say that right? Nadia, Nadia, Miss McCoy, the real McCoy is on. She says, thank you for sharing. Absolutely, sis. Thank you for chiming in and coming on. And so as we get into this, um, I've developed a PowerPoint presentation. So this does not take away from our listening audience. This really is for me to follow along in my notes and my thoughts as I'm sharing this part of the show. Great. Um, and let me do this. Here we go. We're going into the commercial real estate section of the types of commercial real estate and zoning use. Very, very important. So commercial real estate, let's cover definitions, folks. Refers to buildings or land intended to generate a profit, either from capital gain or rental income. And we're going to talk about examples of, of commercial real estate, because uh, when you think commercial, I know when I first thought commercial, I it feels intimidating, straight up. It feels intimidating when you think commercial, and as you as as you should when you don't like anything in life, when you don't know, it will feel intimidating. Uh, but how we get past that, how we transmute that, is we do the research, we learn, we start to get in the meetups, the groups, we start to study, become students, master students. So this is where I I get to be master teacher, master student in doing this. I wanted to really point out um, in the definition that I just shared about what commercial real estate is, and it said, again, intended, buildings or land intended to generate a profit. Let me bring you back to the episodes, and I referenced it here, episodes 10, 12, and 15 that we did with Marriott Martinez. She's a public educator, phenomenal um, uh, EA, and she has shared a real estate series with us. It was a three-part series we did on taxes for realtor, real estate professionals, the agents. Uh, we covered uh, for the investors, which is long-term strategy, and we covered for dealers, dealers also known as flippers. You are also referred to as a dealer from a tax uh, standpoint and how, you how do you categorize your uh, real estate? very important when you are talking about intention. She said very, very important that the IRS gives you that opportunity, I would say that advantage to classify what is your intended use for your property. What is your intended use for your property? So that was a very important segment 
as we talk about capital gains. So you have episodes 10, 12, and 15 to refer to. Again, that was part of the season two and very, very powerful episode that we did uh, with Mariette. Okay, moving along. So types of examples of commercial real estate. And mind you, this is a snippet. I'm not doing a whole class today. This is not what this is. This is just conversation information that we can build together and really learn more about commercial real estate. When you hear people talking about commercial real estate, yes, that includes investing in multifamily. That includes multifamily units, five units and up. I know you're going to be mad at me because I just lost my um, screen share, but that's okay. So take notes. All the more reason to take notes now when you're listening. <laughs> uh, examples, office buildings, medical centers, hotels, malls, retail stores. Can you name other examples of commercial real estate? Here's what's really um, funny. I do this activity with the kids, actually, the kids that I teach. Um, through our program, through our Real Estate 100 Foundation and curriculums, this is one of their activities. I ask them and I pose this to you. What real estate activities are you involved in on a daily basis? What real estate activities are you experiencing every single day, every waking moment of your life? You are, you are experiencing real estate every waking moment of your life. And this is why this show has been very important to me and a very important component to the nonprofit Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation is because it's the real estate literacy for you to realize that real estate is every aspect of your life, of your waking, breathing life. You wake up, albeit if you're in an apartment building, you wake up in a piece of commercial real estate. You go to the gas station to fill your tank with gas, commercial real estate. Where do you grow, go grocery stop shopping? Real estate, commercial real estate. Where are you buying your clothes if you're going to the malls? Commercial real estate. I had a, a, a great example during the... Um, during the four week program that we had ran at a local elementary school here in Los Angeles. It, it actually, and it actually was the first time that we implemented our real estate curriculum for a primary elementary school, primary grades. So it was grades fourth and fifth that I was blessed to teach and introduce real estate to. And when I did this activity to them, with them, I had asked them to give me examples of real estate. And one of my students who was uh, 10 named prisons as an example. He's 10. And this is why that's why this is important is because these children are experiencing real estate every single day. They just need to know what it's called, just like I want to do with you today. Need to know what it's called. So those are examples, and there's tons. Uh, churches, um, and forgive me, churches, synagogues, temples, don't want to exclude anyone. And the reason I just corrected myself, because I'm a licensed real estate professional, which means we are not supposed to be describing 
faith-based buildings specifically in that way. We cannot and should not be describing them specifically as a church, et cetera, because we run the risk of discrimination. So you'll hear me catch myself when um, uh, we don't describe properties as next to a church, perfect for families. You sound exclusionary. Real estate is a fine line. <laughs> you can't get out here just saying any old thing. It's a very fine line. By the way, uh, I do want to reference that my source for this information is realestate.findlaw.com. I'll throw it in the comments uh, for those of you who are listening or who are viewing me online. Uh, it was great information. And as we talk more about zoning, you're going to see why it's important that why it was found on a law site or a real estate law site, uh, because zoning is local ordinances and restrictions. Right. You jump in the game and think you're just going to build this wonderful castle or this great idea you have. However, you will be limited on what you can actually do with that property based on its zoning use based on its proximity to other businesses and based on what that city has planned for that area. Very, very important. Ooh, I like this. Okay, so you may have, as we get into zoning, you may have seen, if you looked up at any uh, property and you see some jumbled letters, what do these letters and numbers mean, I ask? What do these letters and numbers mean? You'll see R1, R2, R4, D1.5, AC1, C-1, C2, A1, and so forth and so forth and so forth. What does the, what in the world do these letters and numbers combinations mean? It actually is referencing the zoning code. And so for residential, which, which for me has been really easy, and it's just learning the rest. And I don't ever guess, by the way, you don't ever guess what the zoning of a property is. Full disclaimer, do not guess what the zoning is. Check that information on your building and, and planning websites. Call the, call the uh, building and rec departments in your locale, city, state. They're not all created equal, which is important because C1 here may mean something different in another locale. So there's zoning, there's resi residential zoning, which usually is restricting the land for single family, multifamily up to four units when we're talking about residential. It limits the types and this is what, this is what recapping this information or reviewing this information uh, brought to light for me something new it's the last zoning type that we're going to talk about it's just something new that i learned actually today <laughs> i was not privy to this type of zoning and uh it had my mind spinning about all kinds of you know other things so zoning again are restrictions there are limitations on the use of a land so as we talk about residential zoning it limits the types of pets allowed in a residence how many people you know have chickens on their property? There could be a potential restriction to have chickens on a property because they're classified along with sheep, horses, pigs. They are subject to specific requirements. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call anybody out that I know that has chickens on their property. 
uh, dogs, cats are allowed. But imagine that a property zoning will restrict types of pets. You can't have a pet sheep, a pet llama on your property. Moving on, commercial zoning. It categorizes business use. Parking availability may affect the zoning type for commercial properties. And there's rules on how close the business is to other businesses. For example, adult entertainment establishments. You may know them as strip clubs or um, I don't know what the other names are. Bars. There are geographical restrictions on how close those can be to a faith-based organization and or school. Can't just put a bar up anywhere. But then it begs to question, as we look in certain communities, why bars, liquor stores are relatively close to faith-based organizations and or schools. I think that's where community involvement tends to be very important when we are looking at what's happening with what cities are planning and what who's proposing what to be built in a city. Be part of those committees, be part of those conversations. That's how you know what's coming, huh? That's how you know whether you want it there. Industrial zoning. Industrial zoning is also classified. And here, let me say this about commercial zoning, uh, because almost anything can be uh, commercial as long as it's not the residential single family to multifamily up to four units. Industrial zoning. It's specific to types of businesses as well, like manufacturing plants and storage. And airports also will have their specific um, classification under industrial zoning. And they also have a specific requirement regarding setbacks. Setback, setbacks are also very uh, important as it relates to zoning. And setbacks, setbacks excuse me, are essentially how far from the property line does that building actually begin? Where does it start? When you deal with residential zoning, they typically want to see it correspond with the uh, requirements set forth by the fire, de fire department. And again, check with your city, state, locale regarding setbacks. And this is all what I'm learning as well as, as I said, with development. We'll be heading our first development project, at least me, my first development project within the next quarter, which I'm so excited about. Uh, learning feasibility studies, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's just called something else, you know, when you deal with development. Feasibility studies and development is the equivalent of home inspections and in residential properties. Agricultural zoning is the use for agricultural. So it's maintaining the integrity of the land for the economic viability of cultivating and breeding the land for animals and plants, which is where we get our food from, medicinal plants and other products. Medicinal plants is an important thing right now. <laughs> big, big industry right now. Also, the agricultural zoning protects farming communities and restricts non-farm uses of the land. What else? 
there's also the rural ordinances and restrictions, rural zonings, which are specifics to farms or ranches, which we all, we, that's when we think rural, we think farms or ranches. And also it's important to know that residences which allow horses or cattle are also can be, not are also, but can be classified or zoned for under rural. And then there's the combination zoning, which means that they will combine the various land use restrictions for a unique com community. Sometimes just asking, finding out, getting involved, doing the building plan, proposing the plans and the proposal, uh, the, and proposing the plan to say, this is what we wanna do. And you can see if they'll be granted uh, for a combination zoning. Historic zoning, historic preservations usually are classified for homes and buildings over 50 years. Those are included in historic zones. Uh, and it prevents the alterations of the building, home, and that the original character. One thing about historic preservations or, or properties that are, are in historic preservation zoning is it tends to be uh, quite costly, if you will, to maintain the integrity of that home in that era. Uh, windows aren't easy, you know, because manufacturers may not be making that type of uh, window or door or molding, flooring, the materials used. Um, that's very, very important when you're thinking about purchasing a historic property. I actually went, we have them here. I got to visit them when I went to Atlanta. I got to see theirs, which were really, really cute. Um, and it's interesting because even the whole block was lighted differently and the properties had, uh, it seemed more, it seemed colorful in comparison to some of the other properties that were being built and uh, kind of having this more contemporary modern structure where those homes had, you know, that, that charm <laughs> as they would, as they would say it. So you have, we've covered the residential zoning, we've covered the commercial zoning, we've covered agricultural zoning, industrial zoning, rural zoning, combination zoning, historic zoning. And now the one that I've learned of is the aesthetic zoning. The aesthetic zoning, <laughs> which I didn't even know this existed. Uh, and so, and so, but it's not that I, and so it's, I seen it, I know exactly what it refers to. I did not know there was a zoning for it, which means there was, there was an ordinance, there is an ordinance restricting the character, the way upscale communities look. So this is popular, aesthetic zoning is popular in upscale communities. Something as the mailbox is restricted in a certain way, the colors of that community, the landscaping, the fences, even solar panels, decks and types of materials used in that community. I'm sure you can think of some examples of aesthetic zonings. We might see um, a lot of them popping up in possibly, you know, uh, gated communities and the mini mansion developments and so forth, aesthetic zoning. And know this, 
that the aesthetic zoning requires approval by an architectural review committee. Can't just come in here changing stuff. I'm not gonna like that at all. <laughs> not going to like that at all. So as we cover commercial real estate and we continue in our series, I definitely am going to defer as I have already disclaimed in terms of referring to the local city uh, building and safety, the pl uh, planning and rec department as it's called in certain, in other states here, it's for us as building and safety. Other states, it's the planning and rec, recreations. You wanna refer to those, defer to those. Also have a great real estate attorney on your team specific real estate attorney. Refer to a real estate attorney and build trust, build rapport with that person. As you are learning or become involved, or even if you have a, if you're a family member who owns land, that's one of the questions I'm asking. I'm asking other people all the time who are calling me about land development. Do you have a real estate attorney? Is there someone that the family is working with when it comes to that? Because I'm also hearing in terms of aggressive takeovers with lands. Nothing happening to the land. The family's not local to that area. They're in another state. There's all kinds of things. Have a great real estate attorney. And that's easier said than done, right? Because in this industry, that is, very high on fraud, um, embezzlement, <laughs> um, collusion, corruption, as we're seeing right now. Actually, uh, there was an article about an FBI investigation about a, uh, corruption with land development happening here in the Los Angeles area. That's one of the key training for us of those who are doing land development is anti-corruption. I think that was probably my favorite part of the training is just giving some examples. And uh, we connected with a retired FBI agent who specialized in the uh, anti-corruption. Mm -hmm. And he gave us some examples of some of the cases that he dealt with involving politicians and those who were uh, connecting uh, with land development in certain cities. So again, check with your city for the plans of the community. And most important, due diligence is your responsibility. Not Lisa's. Lisa has her own due diligence. I will do my best for my clients. And we always, always will refer them to making sure they're reading, they're doing the diligent due diligence. They know what their rights are. They, they know that they have rights to investigations and reports and making sure that they are clear and aware, aware, disclaimers, disclosures, aware of what's happening. So as I get ready to conclude today's episode on our Facebook Live Q&A as part of our commercial real estate series, be sure to drop in a comment. Let me know what your, I don't like to use takeaway, but what was today's added value in just having a snippet of the segment today in learning the types of commercial real estate and the types of zoning. They go hand in hand. 
types of commercial real estate examples, right? The hotels, because when you think commercial, you think big, and I want you to think big. But also, when you start dealing with residential and you do five units or more, you're now playing in the commercial uh, game. Your investment goes from three and a half percent down uh, when you're financing a residential purchase, as long as you stay within one to four units. But the moment you add one more unit to the pot, your share of the investment goes to 20 percent. At minimum, by the way, and depending on the lender, depending on the property, because uh, as we talk about, as we're going to talk about that with commercial lending products, they're going to want to see quite an investment from your end when they're financing a commercial real estate uh, project. All right, you guys, this is my time as we conclude episode 20 of Ready, Set, Real Estate. Be sure to subscribe on radio podcasts everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Breaker, Stitcher, Anchor FM, all the other wonderful podcast platforms available. Whichever's your favorite, we are there. Connect with our channel. If you have a YouTube, be sure to subscribe at LA Super Agent. We've got three shows running right now. Check out the shows, favorite your favorite playlist, hit that bell so that you don't miss when the new shows are uploaded. All right, you guys, have a wonderful and productive week. This is my time on Ready, Set, Real Estate. We'll see you next week on episode 21.